When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Wildcats podcast brought to you by DraftKings, America's number one sportsbook app. I am Mike Luke, joined by Mr. William Brad Ellis. Hello, Brad. How are you doing? Doing well. That's what I like to hear. All right. So let's talk about first a little bit of the Pac-12 tournament, and then we're going to get to the NCAA hot and heavy right here. Um, this to me was an awesome win for Arizona for a variety of reasons. First, UCLA is really good. Yes, I know that Bo- Dem Bona was out of the game. Um, Jalen Clark was out, but you know what? Injuries are part of the game. Arizona fans know that all too well. Lauren Woods, Brandon Ashley can come up with a lot of different examples right there. But um, Arizona did not play very well in this game. I think if you look at it from a statistical perspective, didn't shoot well. Uh, Azulis Tabellis, only 5-17 from the field, was down pretty much the entire game. But at the very end, when they needed somebody to come through, they had Courtney Ramey right there, who didn't even have his best game either. No, you know, Arizona probably played a, a C-plus game, but UCLA did as well. Yeah, I know they had two guys out. Arizona played with two hurt guys. Obviously, Kirk Kreese's shoulders in bad shape. And then we found out after the game that Umar Bala was playing with a broken hand. So uh, it doesn't quite even out, although, you know, Arizona you know, did what they needed to do to win. And um, I, th- I think we saw the committee did not put a lot of stock into that one win. I think they put a much heavier emphasis on the regular season, in which case Arizona split. Um, and, and, you know, you found out that they, I think, counted Arizona's bad losses a little bit higher than they did when they initially released those seeds a few weeks right. ago. Um, but at the end of the day, I think we're going to look back. And ironically enough, the biggest shot of the season for two programs was that ASU half-court shot. ASU is not in the tournament if they don't beat Arizona. And Arizona's probably a one seed if they don't lose that game. Um Will it matter? Who knows? But it's very interesting that that ends up becoming maybe again one of the biggest shots, and at least for ASU in 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 a long time because they're not in without that shot. I think this is one of the better coaching jobs uh, that we've seen at Arizona. And again, we've seen a lot of really really good coaching jobs. But I look at this team, Brad, and again, they're number two seed in a pretty favorable region. We're going to get to that in just a second. But this is a team, though, that. You know, let's be honest here, it's not overly, overwhelmingly talented. It's a talented team, but it's not overwhelmingly talented. And prob- I think if you were probably to look at all the uh, the rosters of the top, uh, the one and the two seeds out there, 
Arizona, you could maybe make the case just from a pure NBA potential, probably has the least amount of guys that you look at and say, yeah, they'll for sure play in the league. Yeah, because there may not be there not may not be a guy in that seven brand rotation who plays in the NBA, except for right. uh except for maybe Boswell. Even Boswell's not a sure thing. That being said, there are no weak links. Uh, I know a lot of people are down on Kirk Kreese, but Kirk Kreese is a very good college basketball player. Mm-hmm. Is he flawed? Yes. You could say that about everyone. Uh, this is a well-constructed roster. The only thing they really lack is that big-time wing score and a little bit of depth. And I think, we, you know, we, I do feel, though, that if they need to turn to Adama Ball or, 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 or Vesser, that they can get eight quality minutes out of those guys in case of foul trouble or, or fatigue or something like that. But overall, you know, despite a lack of NBA players, I think it's, I think it's ironic though that UCLA's two best players aren't NBA players. Right. Um, you might even say their three best players may not be. Um, so talk about playing hurt. Our good buddy, Matthew. Uh, yeah. Matthew, all all things okay. My man, shoot me a text. Playing hurt all weekend at his tournament. Uh, right. So, but yeah, I think that's the decision. You look at it, you know, Gonzaga led by Drew Timmy, who's probably not an NBA player. Um, that I think is, for the most part, I think it's going to be prudent college basketball roster construction. Bill Self has been doing this for several years now, mixing in a couple one and done or two and done guys, but you know, he's got a veteran team. Right. Um, I, that seems to be, and again, transfers plays a huge role in this. Um, but that's just what it is. So I think while Arizona lacks diehard or surefire NBA guys, they've got a really well-constructed roster. They can win in a variety of ways. Um, uh, you know, I'm not – UCLA can't win a track meet. Right. Um, you know, there are some other teams in this tournament who are going to really struggle to win a grinded-out game. Arizona's proved they can do both. All right. Now, let's talk about – there's a couple different things that we're looking at here. But bracket time is here right now, and there is no better time than to start run your pool right here. All right. Here's the deal with run your pool. Now, um, March Madness is coming, and we've teamed up with run your pool to give you a chance to compete in a bracket challenge. Here's the deal. You can fill up, fill out your picks for all 64 teams in the tournament and get points for each pick you get right Who's your Cinderella story this year? We're going to get to that in a little bit here. And prizes for competing against us. Show you no ball. Again, first place, $300 cash prize, $75 PHNX locker gift card. Second place, $150 cash prize, third place, $50. It's free to play. Now, remember, the important dates, March 12th, 5 p.m. Mountain Time, Selection Sunday, or obviously Selection Sunday right there. And then March 14th to 15th, first four play-in games not included in the bracket. Then March 6th, first game tips off. Deadline to fill out your bracket, 10, 15 a.m. Mountain Standard Time. And the national title game, April 3rd. Head over to HTTPS uh, uh, backslash play dot runyourpool.com phnx and don't forget to get your picks in when your brackets are live when brackets are live again great stuff right there love to see uh get in there and and mountain mike's pizza what's better than filling out your bracket while you got some good mountain mike's pizza there as well again uh oracle and wetmore here in tucson really really good stuff Great TV setup. Maybe a great play to go watch some games with some of your friends right there. So, again, lunch buffet, great food, 
Head over to mountainmikespizza.com or to their Mesa Chandler and Tucson locations to place your next order. Reminder, new diehards get a $50 voucher for signing up Mountain Mike's Pizza. All right. Now, um, everybody wanted to be in the West bracket, Brad. But after looking at the West bracket, I think Arizona lucked out a little bit. If Jacob Franklin could maybe throw the West bracket up here, we can look at it. Will you look at this? You got Kansas as the one seed. Kansas is going to probably play Arkansas in the uh, second round. I don't want any part of that. Then you got St. Mary's, VCU, UConn, my pick to come out of there. Then you've got uh, TCU, Iona, Rick Pitino, don't want anything to do with that one. Arizona State and their annual play-in game. Then you got Gonzaga, UCLA. That is an absolutely loaded bracket right there, Brad. I would argue, though, that maybe the bottom half of the bracket for that two seed is not quite as... I I think I'd rather face... Gonzaga this year than than Baylor, um, but I think they did Kansas no favors in the top half. That is a very difficult top half of the bracket. So um, you know, I think the big advantage to that is if you are UCLA, you're going to be playing in Vegas, and maybe right. you can get you know 500 of your fans to make. And I have no idea. Maybe UCLA showed up in Vegas this weekend, but traditionally they don't travel as well as they should. Um, you know, I'm sure there'll be plenty of Kansas fans, but not as many as if Kansas had stayed in the in the Midwest and playing in Kansas City. Uh, obviously, that's a, home, a near home game for Kansas. But yeah, so I, I don't think again, I don't think that bottom half of the two seed is any more difficult um, than Arizona's. In fact, I'd argue that maybe that second round game is a little easier than what Arizona might be facing. Uh, but the top half, sure, they did not do. Kansas any favors, uh, which is interesting because a lot of people thought Kansas might be the number one overall seed before that loss to Texas the other day. Are you surprised that UCLA got a higher seed than Arizona? Just off of what we thought going into it, uh, Arizona wins two to one, much better wins. Obviously, you don't have you have some worse losses, but were you surprised by that, William? No, I think they even though they say they don't look at UCLA won the conference by four games. They split with Arizona in the regular season. Um, so I get it. Uh, can I, again, I can make an argument that Arizona should be a one seed. I can also make an argument that Arizona should be a three seed. Um, so at this point, yeah, you're, and, and I think this committee, especially they did not use the same criteria for everybody. Right. Um, cause in some cases they talked about how close games were, but yet they didn't seem to mind that Alabama got blown out three times. Right. Um, you know, Arizona has been, you know, by way of comparison, blown out once, maybe twice if you count Oregon. Um, you know, to me, it really looks like after the top two seeds, maybe the top 10, it almost looks like they drew, they drew, I mean, you got some teams as a seven seed with, you know, six more wins and than, than a three seed. And, um, you know, in some cases the conference tournament seemed to matter and others it didn't. So, right. um, you know, but that's the committee. I thought they, for the most knowing their criteria, I think they got most of the teams correct. Um, I personally would have had Clemson in in, instead of one of the big 10 teams, but, uh, big 10 only got eight teams in personally, I would have had Toledo in over. I think the Mac was deserving of two, but you know, we're, we're quibbling over a team that's probably going to lose in the first round, but, uh, no, I think they showed that they didn't favor the big 10 as much as we thought they were. I think they did favor the sec, maybe a little bit more than we thought they would and everyone else. I think they got about right. All right, can we go, uh, Jacob, if you could pull up the South bracket right here, Arizona's bracket, the one that we're all looking at. All right, Alabama is the one seed. Alabama to me is interesting because I think that they have 
probably the best roster in the uh, – I think you could easily argue they have the best roster in college basketball. But obviously you've got a lot of – um, peripheral issues going on right there. And those issues are not going away for them. As a matter of fact, I would say that the uh, the microscope is going to be even uh, further on them. What do you think about uh, Alabama's the number one seed in Arizona's bracket, William? Super talented. Uh, you know, obviously an elite player in Miller. Um, not sure he should be playing right now, but, yeah. um, you know, it's, it's interesting because there were a lot of scenarios where they were going to put uh, games with ties to Arizona. You know, we saw them matched up with uh, Xavier or Gonzaga, or, and it ends up being the Greg Byrne Bowl um, <laughs> and the Javon Quinterly Bowl. So if yeah. Arizona were to meet in the Elite Eight, there are some storylines there. I think it's interesting because I think that bottom half of that top bracket is is there's some there's some interesting teams there. Um, San Diego State and Virginia, especially if they can get by their first round opponents, and I'm not guaranteeing they can, um, they can give Alabama some trouble, especially Virginia, who is year in and year out one of the best coach teams. But that's a good Furman team, and that's a very good. I mean, I've, I've said this to a few people you don't win 30 games on accident, right? Um, you know, Charleston, Oral Roberts, and uh, is it FAU, FIU? Uh, they're all 31 teams, and that and that should mean a lot when picking your bracket. So could Alabama and, – and even though I don't think West Virginia deserved to be in, that's not a team I want to face in the second round. I'd much rather face Utah State or Missouri than West Virginia, to be honest. So, yeah, I think it's very interesting. Uh, I could see Alabama – again, I could see Alabama winning by 20 each round to the Elite Eight, or I could see them losing in the second round. Our buddy Jervis Williams agrees with you. He says, I think Virginia could be an issue for Alabama. That orig- that initially caught my eye as well because Virginia, again, slow down style of play. Obviously, we know with that, you've got a ton of thoroughbreds there at Alabama, guys that get up and down the court, guys that, you know, they want to play fast. Virginia could be a little bit of an issue for them there, Brad. Yeah, and, you know, if you look at it too, there's there's some, it can be tough, not always, for coaches who haven't been there, and, and Oates, and I don't think he's has he been past the Sweet Sixteen. I'm not sure. I can't remember now. Um, but Bennett has. Bennett's an elite coach with a style that travels well. Right. Um, with that defense, you know, with the, the the discipline, they always hit the boards well. They're not as talented as those teams that made the deep run. They're also not as talented as the team that lost right. uh, in the first round to a 16 seed. So, yeah, I think they can give Alabama – now, is Alabama better? Yes, that's why they're the one seed. They deserve to be a one seed for everything on the court. Um, but, they, yeah, they didn't get they, they didn't get an easy bracket, uh, certainly. Okay, now, uh, let's talk real quick about the peaks, and then we're going to go back to the bracket there in a second. Uh, the four peaks, again, people are saying right now that, uh, oh, there's only two peaks for Arizona. That is not true because, as we all know, many peaks do their work behind the scenes. Henry Vesar, Dylan Anderson doing their work behind the scenes. But what is up front, though, is four peaks, the official brew of PHNX Sports. All right, now, it's the best beer to drink. I had some Kilt Lifter when I was in Las Vegas, had a little, uh, had some fun right there. Very, very good stuff. Again, Four Peaks, the official brew of PHNX. Spring training is right around the uh, corner right here. Get some Four Peaks maybe and go out there and watch. Or 
have a couple cold ones while you're watching March Madness. And again, you already know the best way to spend St. Patty's Day. Fourth Peaks, 8th Street Pub, of course. Hang out with your favorite degenerates and enjoy a good time. Must be 21 years and up. And by degenerates, I mean us right there. So again, Four Peaks and Tap and Bottle. Our good friends, Scott and Rebecca. As you know, downtown, we've had tap and bottle watch parties. You can get Four Peaks there as well. They do a great job. Support local. You can go down to the one downtown or the one on the north side right there. They're always expanding. And the reason they're expanding is because they do good work and they're good people. So, again, support local right there. Tap and bottle watch parties. Good stuff from Scott and Rebecca, our good friends right there. Known them for quite a while. Okay, uh, Jacob, if you could pull the um, you could pull the bracket back up there for the wet or for the south. All right, now let's look at Arizona. You got Arizona-Princeton. Arizona opens up as a uh, 14-point uh, favorite. Arizona should beat uh, Arizona should beat uh, Princeton. Would you agree with this, William? Yeah, Princeton, and I, I haven't done a whole lot of homework on them yet, um, but the one number that jumps out is they are really bad uh, on second-chance points. Like one of the worst teams in the country with second-chance points. Um, and obviously when you have the, the peaks and you have aggressive – uh, forwards uh, and guards. Uh, my guess is Arizona is going to dominate them on the offensive glass, and that could be one of many differences in the game. You know, to be honest, Princeton's going to have to uh, really shoot lights out to beat Arizona. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it's going to take you know one of those sixty percent from behind the arc. Arizona shoots you know thirty percent, turns over the ball a lot. Uh, Princeton just doesn't really have the uh, they're they're good Ivy League team, but th- this isn't those pen teams of a right. decade ago that could really. This isn't Pete Carrill coming through the door. No, so uh, while I, yes, Arizona has to be worried about anyone and everyone based upon this season. Um, I don't think this is a uh, I don't think this is a good matchup for Princeton. And then you got Greg Hansen's favorite team, Utah State, Missouri, right there. I don't really worry about either one of those teams. As a matter of fact, I believe that Arizona should be able to handle either one of those teams. What say you there, Brad? You know, it's interesting because I think Missouri's got some good athletes. I think they've mm-hmm. had some big wins. They also have some awful losses. Utah State, to me, is a weird team because they look better on paper than they do when you watch them. Right. Uh, I've watched, you know, that there that there's those late night CBS sports games and Utah State's been on a few times. They're good. They're fine. Again, it's going to take kind of an outstanding effort uh, by either of those teams to beat Arizona. Missouri is probably a little better equipped because they've played in the SEC and they've played some of these elite teams. Uh, Utah State has played San Diego State. But yeah, so again, it's I like put this way I like I think I you know it's it's a good Utah State could pose problems but I don't think they will does that make Baylor sense? is fascinating though I think Baylor and if you look at Ken Palm or you look at Massey and how they do all of that that's essentially a pick'em game right there Baylor though is again it's not your typical Baylor team where they have the uh, the prevents are that prevent they have the stifling defense and the good guards they have the very good guards between Keontae George Flagler Cryer they have some really good players and up front. They're a little bit better right now. You got big Jonathan. I uh, can't remember the last name, but you're um, you're you're better up front. But that to me is the game where it gets very very interesting for Arizona because I could see that being a pick'em game right there. Plus, with Scott Drew, you have a, one of the best coaches in college basketball. Yeah, but Baylor's an interesting team. Is you know, are they going to get there? Um, right. You know, they don't have an easy path either. Um, you know, that Pasternak at US, you know, UCSB, they're a good team. 
Uh, do, Creighton, NC State, both of those teams are, are very capable, uh, especially Creighton, when Creighton is right. playing well. Now, we've also seen that Creighton plays poorly way too often for a team as talented as they are. Um, and you're right, this isn't a quintessential Baylor team. Uh, it's interesting because Baylor loses games they shouldn't, but so does Arizona. So if they do meet, it's kind of like which team is just more on. Um, And that might be good news for Arizona that if you can feed the post and and Tubelis doesn't shrink from the moment, which he hasn't in a while, um, then I think, again, Arizona has the slight advantage, which is why there are two and Baylor's a three. But that one, um, and and certainly even Creighton, uh, if Creighton was to come out of that, both of those teams can certainly beat Arizona. And, and if you're looking at it from, you know, I would assume, yeah, I would assume that Baylor, Arizona is probably a pick em, uh, or, or, you know, one by a half point over the other, depending on who looks better. My guess is that if Arizona plays Creighton, it's probably a, a, a single, you know, possession type point spread. Anthony Humbert agrees with you right here. Our good buddy, Anthony Humbert. He says, I fear Creighton more than Baylor. Creighton was the team, especially when we watched them in Maui, Brad, that they weren't at full strength. They didn't have one of their best players, but you could just tell they looked the part. They were pretty good. I am not surprised that they rebounded because keep in mind, this was a team that lost what they had that stretch where they lost what five or six games, something like that, but they've rebounded very, very nicely. Yeah, and they're battle tested from the Big East. The Big East is a is a pretty darn good conference. It, uh, it doesn't it lacks that elite talent, um, but they're one of those where you know the difference one to nine is is minimal. Right. Uh, what they get, I think they got five or six. But you know, the couple of the ones that just missed, you know, you, you you're playing Seton Hall, you're you're gonna have a war. Um, even though they're an NIT type team. So, yeah, so I think the battle test now, my big question is, and again, this is an argument against Tommy Lloyd as well. Um, you know, these guys haven't made these deep runs as head coach. Right. You know, I don't, I, if I, again, I could be mistaken. I don't think Creighton has gotten past the sweet 16. They tend to be a first weekend type team. Correct. And that's where, you know, guys like Drew and guys like Bennett have the advantage right now in this bracket. They've made those runs. Um, you know, both of them have national championships in the what the last five years. So you, you have to look at talent, but you have to look at coaching. And when you got, uh, got two proven coaches, now that said, there these are also two coaches who've been prone to early ousters too. Mm-hmm. Um, and I guess if you coach long enough, everyone has. Ah, uh, not um, everybody has a as a one seed loses to a sweet seed or a, uh, to a sixteen seed though, William. No, that is true. There's only one to do that, and he happens to be the four seed right now. Right. So I, but again, I'm I'm fine with this bracket, though. I'm fine with you know. Again, I think everybody wishes you stay out south, but overall, I'm fine with this. This, uh, you know, it's perfectly reasonable bracket. Um, right. It's not a murderer's row, nor is it easy. Right. Um, if I really am looking at it, there's three other teams that worry me. And they're, you know, they're the top four seeds. Right. Um, so that's, you know, the five and the five and the six. Again, Creighton can create anyone seated 14 or lower can beat Arizona. So everyone's worrisome. But that being said, um, you don't go oh, Creighton. You're like, oh, Creighton. Yeah. You know? It's it's again, there are some others. You know, there's some other brackets where you look at the sevens and the nines. And I didn't the, want to oh, play. Ar- I know they've been inconsistent. I didn't want to play Arkansas in the second round. You know, uh, yeah, yeah. You know, team like 
like Illinois is, is can be problematic. And I don't know if they're getting out of the first round. There's right. some teams out there that just have some athletes. Um, again, I'm, I, I, I'm as scared about some of these 30 win mid majors mm-hmm. than I am these Oral Roberts Duke is a tough matchup for Duke right there. I'm not thrilled about that matchup if I'm the Duke Blue Devils. See, that's a weird bracket. That's a bracket where the higher rated teams are not as good, mm-hmm. but a lot of those lower rated teams are good. Right. Um, so that's a strange one where at your first glance, you're like, oh, they made that easy for Purdue and Duke. But then you look at those, you know, nine seeds, 12 seeds, the 11, they were all pretty nasty in that region. Right. I would agree with that. Now, one thing that isn't nasty, though, is Circle K. All right. Very excited to partner with our good friends at Circle K right here. Check out your local Circle K for the best coffee, beer, and snack selection and premium gas. Uh, I went up with John Schuster for for the uh, um, Schuster State in Henderson, but he drove me as usual. And we went through Circle K right there. I got a pizza. He got some chips. He and uh, you know what? We got some cheap gas as well right there. Now, a big part of ex- uh, partnering with Circle K is first of all, we are there. There are we are there. There are friends, and to kick things off, we've teamed up for an amazing giveaway opportunity. All right, listen to this. Text PHNX to three one three one zero for an opportunity to win a five hundred dollar gas card. See show notes for details. And one last read right here we got, Roman. All right. Now, as people get older, you know, uh, everybody has the effects of getting older. You start losing some testosterone. You start losing a little bit of your libido. Roman is here to help right there. And again, um, many uh, many times men up to 50 or actually – uh, up to 50% of men have symptoms that get in the way of wanting uh, or enjoying sex. Do you want a better sex life? If not, if not, if so, you are not alone. Roman is here to help. And here's the great deal about it. There's no waiting rooms. There's no hassle. It's a straightforward digital experience from the comfort of home. If medication or testing is appropriate, Roman will send it directly right to your door. Everything arrives in discreet packaging with free two-day shipping right there. And again, they offer discreet wipes that help you last four times longer in bed. And men with low T getting testosterone levels back to normal can increase your libido. Roman offers this testosterone test, and if it's appropriate for you, treatment for low testosterone. So again, there's a a lot of people are using it. Here's the process. You head to the website, ro.co backslash phnx, and complete the questionnaire uh, and uh, diagnose by licensed physicians, free delivery again. And to learn more about how to achieve your personal sexual health goals, go to ro.co slash phnx to get 20% off your first order. That's ro.co slash phnx right there again roman is around it's only getting bigger and that's because it's working right there so again check it out roman all right now brad when it comes to arizona and uh with the rest of it where do you see where does what does this team feel like to you we've watched arizona pretty much all year and or we have watched arizona all year and you know they look good but at the same time you can tell that uh, like andre veras said they're also very vulnerable Yeah, I mean, it's really a team that can lose at any time. Um, I would have be hard-pressed to see them losing to Princeton. But any game after that depends on how they play. Um, right. I think the realistic expectation is Sweet 16 or bust. 
I don't think they're talented enough to say, oh, they should make the Elite Eight, uh, despite that would be a seeding thing, especially with Baylor in the way. Um, but if they get upset in the second round, it is it is very much a disappointment. Um, and that's the way I look at most Arizona teams. The NCAA is such a crapshoot that you can't say this team should be in the Final Four. Uh, but there are some teams that are so talented they should be in the Elite Eight. Um, this is not one of those. But if they don't get right. to the Sweet 16, it's a disappointment. Uh, Who's your X factor? Is gravy. Who's your X factor for this team? Kylan Boswell. Okay, I agree with I like that one. That's a good one right there. Because, A, he is yet to shy from the moment. But this is a whole different stage. There's a big difference between playing – you know, Baylor in the Sweet 16 and playing UCLA in the conference championship game. Right. Uh, it's also something where if one of the other guys struggles, you need him to step up. So if right. Ramey has a bad shooting night, you need Boswell to shoot. If Crease has turned in the ball over, you need Boswell to settle the offense. Uh, if Larson can't get you points off the bench, then you need Boswell to get you points off the bench. So I think he becomes a huge X factor. And obviously, Tubelis, Um, He did not play well down the stretch last year. Right. He is playing much better this year, but still has had his moments. Um, you know, and I think both when you look at he and Balo, um, part of me wonders if they've hit a wall. Um, and in which case you hope they're on the other side of it. Uh, are part of, you know, so because each of the last two years, you know, the Arizona bigs have struggled down the stretch. Um, and, and yeah, are they getting overworked by only having two peaks right now? I don't know. I think Ramey is a very fascinating guy right here because he's had games. We've seen him have games where he has 27, 28 points. And then you'll see games where he has two or three. He's generally going to guard the other team's best perimeter player, um, Ramey, or a perimeter guard, at least. Ramey, to me, to me uh, is very much an X factor because I do realize what I'm about to say right here. Arizona did lose to Stanford when he played well. But he's a guy that can really go off, and we've seen that a few times this year, especially in Maui, and that makes things so much easier for everyone out there. I mean, in reality, that's what Arizona needs. Arizona needs complementary score. Um, you assume Tubelis will get you between 14 and 18, you know, Balo in that 8 to 10 range, and then who else is going to step up? Um, you know, we've seen in the even in the Pac-12 tournament, it was a different guy each night, whether it was Henderson well, Henderson kind of did it twice, right? but L Larson had a huge game. Um, so that's what you're going to need. You, and, and that's what I think makes Arizona dangerous is they've got seven guys who can do it. Right. You know, um, they don't have a guy who you automatically pencil in for four points because that's not his role. Um, so, yeah, and it's just Arizona's ability and Tommy Lloyd's ability to figure out, is there a mismatch? Or if I have the hot hand, how do we keep getting the ball? Because I did think Arizona did a very good job getting the UCLA bigs fouled out. Right. And then couldn't figure out how to get to the post again. Right. I'm not sure. sure once they fouled out, they they had an entry pass that was a good entry pass to the post. Right. Now, it also helped that that's when the guards started shooting. I mean, Creesa's three, I believe, you know, that big three he hit came after the foul out. We know Ramey's did. Um, you know, I, I want to say Henderson had a bucket on the inside that was pretty pivotal at that time. So that's the good news, but the bad, you know, the bad news was no, they couldn't continue to feed the post. Right. So, all right, we're going to sign off here. I will be back tomorrow with John Schuster. William Brad Alice is heading to California. I believe is this correct. 
Yeah, yeah, we uh you know, you when you book the trip and you forget to look at uh right. uh we kids have spring break, so we were kind of locked into these dates. So, I will be wandering around various theme parks uh right. with my phone out on Thursday and Friday. But Brad will be backing the A though. Is this is this correct? Oh yeah, uh, anytime I go to enemy territory, I, I wear the U of A ball cap. Uh, the you, A will be properly backed in Anaheim. Absolutely. Yeah. All right, guys. I'll be wearing the A at the big A. Everybody out there, really appreciate you all. Uh, Matthew, get well, my guy. And uh, we'll be back with you tomorrow. You have been listening to the AZ Wildcats podcast.